Welcome to the Middle Parent Podcast, where we discuss topics that relate to you as a parent. Hey, welcome to episode one of the Middle Parent Podcast. We are super excited to bring this to you as a parent, and hopefully it helps equip you uh, for things that are going on in this crazy world. Uh, the first guest we have is, is very well known in our community. Um, she's done a lot of great things. Uh, Claudia Mitchell, uh, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, all. I'm glad to be here this morning. I've been on staff at Sherwood Oaks for 15 years and um, working in different areas of ministry. And I just love everything I do. Awesome. Love being here. Well, we are glad that you had the time, made the time for us, because uh, this is something that's been on my radar for a while to mm-hmm. start doing this, uh, just to, one, reach out to parents um, and try to help equip them. And, and, you know, I know meetings are really hard for parents mm-hmm. to do. And um, this is one way that we can try to put this out there so we can help build this bridge with you and, and just say, we are here for you as parents and uh, want the best for your students. That's great. I love that. Um, So today uh, I I asked Claudia, what is one thing that you would want to tell parents? And she would she started to say, talk about self-care. So um, for for parents, um, self-care is very important. So the the question um, that, that we have here is in your experience with families, how would you define what is like what it's like to raise a student in the middle school years? <laughs> oh, the middle school years. What a gift. It's a reminder to us that we think we're raising kids, but what's really happening is that we're growing up. Mm-hmm. And we really grow up as parents in the middle years. And it's a great process. It's designed by the creator of the uni- universe to lead children to adulthood. And the middle years are filled with growing up all over the place. I read where a middle schooler can grow three inches and gain 10 pounds in 52 weeks. Wow. Doors will slam. Drama will happen. Hormones will soar. Friends will break up. And abnormal becomes the norm. But amid all the ups and downs and the changing tides of emotion, it's the time for parents to grow up, to learn to lean into God more than they ever have to get closer to their own relationship with God, to love just like God loves us. When the kids push them, they prove they can't be pushed away. When they change, as the kids change, the parents can prove they will love them consistently. When they break your trust, you can prove you're someone that can be trusted. Funny how we think we're raising kids when what's happening as parents, we're growing up. It's a challenge to live a grace-filled life raising middle schoolers. And this awkward awkward, awkward package of a child in the middle, God brings into our lives a challenge to grow closer to him and closer to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, So what does a student need from your, from their parents? What in their, in those years that it's tough and a lot of things are going on, drama's high, like you said, what, what are things that the parents do? What, what are they needed for? Well, you know, the parents need to make the transition from the little ones where they embrace them, where they need a lot of loving and care when they're just little, mm-hmm. those little toddlers. Then they begin to engage them in their interest in their elementary years. But now as they 
they're, they're beginning this middle year journey. They need to be affirmed. During middle school, parents need to master the skill of never freaking out. This is when they learn to affirm the personal journey of their children. It may not look like their own, but they need to affirm it. And during this time, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to pr- pr- prove to their students that they are personally committed to them no matter what. Mm-hmm. That that word affirm. That's good. That's good. Um, I remember growing up, my mom would always, you know, she was very calm, but there's those random times where it's like, oh my gosh, mom's freaking out. Uh, so that's, <laughs> I'm sure everyone has those experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when Darren um, came home and I had heard from a friend that he was chewing tobacco with a buddy. And I freaked out so bad. I can remember him at one point saying, oh, mom, maybe I should just fall off a cliff or something. Oh. Oh, I might have way overreacted to, you know, a very simple problem. One thing, this is kind of relevant, kind of not, but one thing I would always tell my mom, and even when she was calm, Uh it's like, calm down. Yeah. It just, that got under her skin, so I said it more. (laughs) Well, their Uh, emotions are so... Yeah. Um, man, they're all over the place at that age. As, as parents, you're the, we're the adults. Mm-hmm. we got to be able to keep our emotions calm. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot it's, of prayer, actually. It, yeah, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing she always always was really good at, my mm-hmm. mom. Um, so what does, what does it look like for a parent to live out the Christian faith in their relationship to their middle schooler? Well, the moment an adolescent appears or intrudes... It sometimes feels like they're intruding. (laughs) The home is no longer ordinary, and there's enough energy to launch a rocket ship. Parents who seriously, honestly, joyfully are following the way of Christ themselves, they don't define middle school as a problem to try and solve. They engage in ruthless pursuit of Christian growth on their own and permit their children to look over their shoulders while they do it. Mm Mm-hmm. The family is the best place to learn to grow to look like Jesus. The role of the parent is not to be a perfect person. They don't have to be experts in psychology or adolescent emotions, but they must take very seriously what they are called to do, grow up in Christ themselves. Yeah. They must do it openly as their children watch. They must practice self-care spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Absolutely. Um, it's easier said than done. It sure is. You got the laundry, you got to get the food, mm-hmm. got to go to work, got to do this, mm-hmm. that, the other mm-hmm. thing. It's easy to let that go by the wayside. It's easy to not make that a priority. Mm-hmm. But the difficult thing and, and really probably the most important thing is to take time out and, and really model this. Absolutely. I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to say it in the future, uh, but... What's one thing that always I will always remember about my mom mm-hmm. is that she would every morning be reading when I came upstairs, she would be reading her Bible, doing her Bible study fellowship. And, you know, that that didn't necessarily stick with me right then. But what it did was, is shows me what she was committed to. And and in my life, that is modeled that way. Perfect and, example of 
growing up spiritually before your children while they look over your shoulder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're watching. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, I mean, it doesn't really, it didn't really hit me until after high school. So. <laughs> but it leaks out. It leaks out. Mm-hmm. It leaks out. So those, those small things build up over time. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you mean? So with the self-care, I had a question for you there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean self-care, self-care shouldn't always, we put, the kids first? Shouldn't we put them first? No. No? That's the thing that we have to realize as parents. In fact, John Townsend just wrote a book that popped in my mind called Entitlement. And so many parents are worshiping their children right now, putting their children first and almost putting their children on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And children were not created to be worshiped. It's not good for them. Mm -hmm. It puts them in a really bad place and parents as well. Um, I always think about the picture of what happens before we take off in an airplane. You know, there's always that little speech reminding us of what to do in an emergency. I really hate it because it always makes me extremely nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how they're t- we're told if, if an emergency happens, we are to put on our oxygen mask first. They even show us how to do it mm-hmm. so we can be clear headed to help others. And Second Corinthians, I think it's chapter seven around verse one that says, purify yourself from everything that contaminates the body and spirit out of reverence for God. We have to do that first as a, as a parent. Sometimes mm-hmm. that song, this is the air I breathe, mm-hmm. your living presence living in me. As parents, spiritually, we have to ruthlessly pursue time and space for God. And emotionally, if parents have wounds from the past, they've stuffed down for years, the somewhat roller coaster hormones of the teen years can bring them all to the surface. They have to be dealt with sometimes. This is a good time for counseling mm-hmm. your own self. And physically, it takes energy to raise kids. We have to take care of ourselves. Um, one one of the things Bill Hybels said that I, I think is, is really true of Christian people. Bill Hybels said, one of the things I have been convinced of about Christianity for a long time is that people have strengths primarily in either their intellect or their actions, but few are able to balance their Christian lives in the area of their mind, body, and energy for the sake of Christ. In other words, we're not in very good shape. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's good stuff. So uh, with that, what are some ideas to smooth the transition for parents and kids navigating those middle school years? Well, I think the word affirm... If, if we could have one word to describe what adolescents need during this transition time, it would be the word affirm. They need affirmed. You're doing great. This is a tough time for them. It's hard work to grow up. And during this remarkable stage of the lifestyle, 10 to 15-year-olds experience rapid and significant developmental change more than any other time in their life. Their bodies are changing. Their brains are developing, especially in the frontal cortex where decision-making is happening. Um, I read where one out of 10 kids start cutting in middle school. One in 10 kids start becoming sexually active in middle school. Starting at 30% in ninth grade, the percentage of students who become sexually active jumps 10% every year. Affirm them. Middle school can be impulsive and intense. Whatever they feel, they feel with passion. Even if they may change their mind tomorrow, they have a unique blend of confidence and insecurity unlike any other phase. Mm -hmm. Affirm their personal journey. Mm -hmm. They're primarily motivated by acceptance. 
If you try to motivate a preteen through shame or embarrassment, it may work against their primary motive and lead to defiant defensive behavior. Yep. But when you respond to them in a loving manner, you learn to listen more often, encourage more specifically, and guide more patiently. Then you can influence them to stop and think rationally before they respond in the moment. Absolutely. I think... Um, I think that's awesome. And, and one thing that I have the opportunity to do as a coach, um, I coach uh, football and basketball at Bachelor. And one thing I have the opportunity to do because of that is uh, is a lot of these things. And oh. and oh, you can affirm every yeah, day. Yeah, every what day. Great, what a great place to do that. It is. And it's such a great opportunity to invest in, mm-hmm. in love and care um, and, and, you know, by no means am I their parent, but that coach player relationship is huge. It's influence. It's very huge influential. Influence, yes. And and it's these these things are exactly what what breaks through. You know, do I still have to discipline as a coach? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If I don't, then I'm a joke. Sure. It, and and same but as it's a how parent. you do it. Yeah, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the tone is the tone and and the you know it's and the it's, words. And it's the words and the and how it's how you care for them. Sure, you know they know by your words and your actions if you care for them, even if you're disciplining them. And I think that's a that's a thing that translates to parenting. Absolutely, uh, and that word you can just remind yourself all the time: affirm, affirm, affirm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and so there are going to be times when when. They do mess up and you don't want to affirm their actions, but you can still affirm them. them. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, good point because they, they are people, they are sure. growing mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. They are very, they're young adults. They don't really know everything. Their brain's not fully developed yet, but they can get there. Mm-hmm. And, and what they need is to say, you know, this isn't you. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this other stuff is you. And in a couple episodes, we're going to be talking about shame. And that's exactly exactly what we're going to be. The whole point is, sure. you know, so no shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. No shame on you. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, that isn't you. This sure. is this is who God's created you to be. And you can affirm that. I, I love that. Um, so um, can you suggest one physical thing parents could do to affirm their middle school students? Well, what popped in my mind, I asked my boys, they're, they're both older now, one has children of his own. Um, one thing they remember that seemed to help them during those turbulent years, and I just love that they remember this, but every once in a while, I would give up the fight of the clean room, which is always a fight during these years. And I just didn't make it my battle and shut their door. But every once in a while, I would go in their room and clean it for them Mm -hmm. from top to bottom. And as I made the bed, I would thank God and pray that they would rest well and that they would rest in him. As I picked up their dirty socks, I thanked God that they were healthy and strong. And I prayed for where their feet would go, where they would walk. May they glorify him. As I hung up their shirts, I would pray that they would be careful. This was a mom's prayer (laughs) who touched their bodies. Oh yeah. Um, And um, I would put a note on their bed, cleaned your room today for one reason, because I love you and I'm proud of the young man you're becoming. They said they remembered that and it just blessed their hearts. So, you know, it's just one physical thing you could do. Another physical thing, and this was for boys and probably works for girls too. But I read somewhere that in the middle years, kids are starved for physical touch. We stop touching them. 
um, when they become middle school students. And I read that boys are so starved for physical touch if they don't get it that they might look around for it. Mm -hmm. When I read that, I began to rub my boys back every night and I rubbed their shoulders and their backs and just physically touched them and held them and loved on them um, and affirmed them physically Mm -hmm. and affirmed them emotionally by cleaning their room and letting them know. And then I prayed for them specifically every day. And once a year at Christmas, I would give them um, a letter telling them what I had prayed for them all year? All year. Wow. That's really cool. That just, is really just cool. Just a few ideas to affirm. Yeah, those, those are some great ideas. I I love that. Um, turning their room into a prayer room mm-hmm. is, is an awesome idea. And it changed me yeah. from being an angry mom with high expectations to um, a sanctuary of really being a student of my own children, mm-hmm. what they were reading, what they were wearing, what they were interested in, and um, and just um, kind of sharing my kids with God. Absolutely. That's awesome. So um, with this, is there any books that you would suggest parents start reading? Oh, I just love the book. It's Just a Phase by Reggie Joyner. He's good. Gives you some great ideas about the transition that your student's in. And I love for uh, personal um, growth, the life you've always wanted by John Ortberg. When our kids were in middle school, I sent a uh, Ken on a solitude retreat, my husband to Shackamack in a cabin with only this John Ortberg book. <laughs> and he would tell you it was life changing for him during those middle years. And then growing up with your teen by Eugene Peterson. Those are three books that, that they are on my shelf to this day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, these are some some great thoughts uh, for parents to kind of think through. And um, the biggest thing that, that stuck out is um, self-care and affirm. Mm-hmm. Self, take care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, you know, dig through your garbage and, mm-hmm. and don't let it out on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and affirm their journey. Affirm who they are, who they're created to be. You know, there's going to be discipline. There's going to be, you know, things that you don't want to affirm. Sure. But affirm affirm who they are in Jesus. And they respond to that. Yeah, absolutely they do. So, again, thank you so much for being here, mm-hmm. taking some time out. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And thank you for all you do. I'd like to affirm you and all your leaders and parents who are listening Um, growing up with teenagers, there's nothing better, not a better ground, battleground to grow closer to Jesus than during those years. Awesome. I actually have one more question (laughs) that I forgot about. Um, so we have sixth through eighth graders. Mm -hmm. Uh, so some of these, some of the parents that will be listening will be on the front end of that. Sure. Some will be on the back end of that. Right. So We've been talking a lot about the middle school years, but Mm -hmm. one thing I want to get at is the next step. So Uh going into freshman year, what is something that that you you would say to them? Just give them a head start. Sure. I love that transition from affirming the student. Now you've built them up. They're affirmed. They feel good in Christ. They feel good about who they are. Now you're ready to mobilize them. At ninth grade, parents start mastering the art of negotiating mm-hmm. with their students. Oh, yeah. They have approximately 200 weeks left wow. to mo- mobilize their kid toward a better future. 
So they need to, to really leverage their relational influence more than ever and mobilize them, facilitate them, equip them, start giving them a little more responsibility, a little more leash, and then talk them through. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, four, time goes so fast. It does. Four years I will know. fly mm-hmm. by. Before you know it. Before you know it. So speak love, hope, give them good responsibilities, and, and you know, trust them. Right. Trust, trust who you've raised mm-hmm. um, and be there when they break that. Absolutely. Anyways, again, thank you. <laughs> the, I'm excited to, to get this off the ground and, and start. Good. Well, I'm start. proud to be here and really excited about what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs>